This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. They're going to be the team that people love to beat. Disagree mm-hmm. that this puts more pressure on the Jets, mainly because there can't be any more pressure put on the Jets. There should be somebody to kind of rein it in. Robert Sala proved last year he's not going to rein anything in. Nope. You know, when the guys are walking around with Mike White t-shirts and all that type of stuff, like we don't know whether or not Robert Sala is a good head coach yet. No, and we don't. This year will go a long way to kind of deciding that. But I yep. think we know what kind of head coach he is. Yeah. He's a player's coach, and he's going to let these guys say and do whatever they want, and that could come back to bite them. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, it's hour number three. Already? Wednesday night edition of the show. Chilling at 1-800-919-3776. Also, hit us up on X at Gordon Damer, at Hardest to ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. L is in Jersey, Gordon. He wants to talk about the Jets. L, you're next on 98.7. Yo, yo, what's going on, my brothers? L. How you guys doing, man? Love the show. Awesome. Always love the context. I'm away to go pick a wifey from work, and I listen to you guys, and it's, it's just a great ride while I'm out on the road. So, you know, Listen, born and raised in northern New Jersey. I'm a Raiders fan. Raider Nation, go all the way. But all my boys, a lot of them are Jets fans, and I just wanted to chime in on that whole topic of the Jets receivers and, you know, are they good, are they not, or, you know, the whole Devontae Adams comparison. Listen, bottom line is this. The biggest question about the Jets coming into this season was the O-line. Right, because Zach Wilson last year needed like six, seven seconds to make a decision. This is Aaron Rodgers' uh, offense, and he's only going to need those 2.3, 2.5 seconds. He's going to make a decision. He's going to launch the ball, and the, the the benefit for having the receivers that he has is that the majority of them were in the system with him last year, excluding Gary Wilson, and Gary Wilson is just going to be that dude that's just going to thrive. So, you know, I think everybody needs to pump the brakes a little bit on, you know, the receiving situation, the O-line situation, because of the final point I'm going to make, and then I'm going to hang up. Aaron Rodgers saw what Tom Brady did when he went to the Bucks. okay? And Rodgers left the Packers, and he went to a much better defensive team, a much better rounded team, and as you guys made the point, with much better tight ends. So I think Rodgers is going to take it personally to go out there Monday night, 9-11, here in New Jersey. Well, people say New York, but, hey, they play in Jersey. One love Jersey. And light it up. So any, any of the naysayers, hey, listen, they're their opinions. Jets Nation, you out there, from a Raider fan, I'm giving you love. I'm giving you props. You guys are going to win this game. I'm taking you. Money line, and I'm putting a hundred bucks. One wow. love, guys. All right, L. Thanks for the phone call. Gordon, put money where promo code Gordon L. Promo That's... code Gordon. Well, if you are excited about where the Jets are at, there's no reason why you're not cashing in on it. That's because right. Because there's still there there's still money to be made there. Yes. And and I will say this: if the Jets do go out. Monday night and beat the Bills, 
seating on the bandwagon, Larry, yes. will be very difficult to find. You might find <laughs> some seats, but they won't be together. Like you'll be sitting. It's like when the movies you go and you can't get the seats together. One person sitting down in front and one person sitting in the yep. way in the corner. That bandwagon will fill up so fast if yes. they go out there and win Monday night. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's no question. Oh. There's no question about it. No question about it. L mentioned Devontae Adams. You know, mm -hmm. Barton Hahn spoke with Gary Wilson today, normally on Tuesdays, but since there's a Monday night game, it'll be on Wednesday. And they spoke with him today, and they asked him, uh, have you seen video of Rodgers and Devontae Adams? Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things to turn on in there. And, you know, even when we turn the film on in our film room, a lot of the stuff would be Green Bay film just because of the, you know, the way they played there. The offense, the yeah. They did have, you know, and it's the same offense. Exactly. So, you know, it, it makes too much sense. And I'd be I'd be doing it wrong if I wasn't going back and referring to that all the time. Man. I feel like um, that's valuable stuff. I mean, he's he's that one, man. He's that boy. So um, I had the opportunity to actually, you know, hang with him a little bit this summer, man. And, and even off the field, you know, as good as it gets. So, you know, that even further stamp that that's that's my dog for sure and uh yeah. he can ball bro. i love watching Devontae play for a young player gordon to you know be able to watch how a a veteran player who's had a lot of success and is you know considered one of the elite if not the best wide receiver in the league uh if you can work out with him and figure out some things that that only helps your career no matter who the quarterback is it only helps you be that much better yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't take a lot to, to see the comparisons between the Packers offense in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers to, to find that piece that is the Devontae Adams in this offense, given what Garrett Wilson was able to do in year one with a very difficult quarterback situation, Larry. Yeah, very difficult. Very difficult. <laughs> there were no good options. Not really. They, they changed it a bunch of times, but there was never one that you're like, yes, this is the one I'm looking forward to. You're right. You're right. Chris is in Manhattan. Hey, Chris, you're next on 98.7. Good evening, gentlemen. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we got yeah, you. We hear you, Chris. What's going on? What's going on? I've been away for a while. Yeah, a long uh, time. But you wouldn't think that after all these years, sitting at the precipice of uh, a type of season that could be had by the Jets, that I wouldn't join you. What's going on? Everything good? Everything's good. Everything's good. Uh, what you so, thinking? Uh, what you see? What do I see? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to take up too much of your time because I know you got a lot of calls and I don't want to be in the way. Um, you talking a season projection, like a record? Nah, just what, what do you see for this week? What do you see for Monday? Oh, oh okay, good, good, because I'm really all about the 11th. I'm not really with the extra noise. Uh, this is going to be an interesting game. I think it's going to be close. Um, I'm looking at 24-20. Uh, Jets. Um, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of question marks um, with Jets, especially uh, offensively. You may have one or two defensively. I mean, obviously, offensively, you're gonna you're gonna talk about the offensive line. Uh, one thing about that is, in terms of this offensive line, it's the healthiest that that they've been. Period. Uh, so going into it, I feel pretty good about that. There's a number that I that that keeps going on in my head, which is 28, and I'm looking at that as rushing attempts um, distributed in, in between Cook, um, Hall, and Carter. Uh, mm -hmm. Time of time of possession in order to get a Jets win, maybe 34 to 36 minutes. Um, 
problem will probably be defensively uh, defending the scene. Uh, I would, I'm expecting Buffalo to go a lot of 12 personnel, uh, you know, one in order, you know, because they did pick up Damian Harris. Uh, they got Latavius Murray as bigger backs. They also brought in um, on the offensive line Osir- Osir- Osiris Torrance, excuse me, um, who's a rookie. We, we don't know what he is. Oh, as I say that, I'm going to be looking at Spencer Brown versus um, Huff, Jermaine Johnson, and hopefully uh, uh, that uh, that mix of McDon- uh, McDonald. That yeah. that to me, Spencer Brown better show up. That that's where you could put a lot of pressure on them. But having said Osiris Torrance, he's got to go up against Quentin Williams, and there and there, what's going to be interesting is how much does Morris double team. Uh, going to be an interesting game. Uh, the one thing I will say, and I, I, I've said this to a lot of people in, in spaces, mm-hmm. whether it's on YouTube, there's an excitement for me, not only for this season, but especially for this game, the magnitude of it. Something like um, Oh, okay. Alright, Chris. Did we lose Chris? I think we lost yeah, we lost him. him. Okay. Yeah, Chris is... Uh, Thanks for the phone call, Chris. Good hearing from you. Chris has been breaking it down, Gordon. He's one of those guys that really likes, you know, the X's and O's and stuff mm-hmm. as, a, as a Jet fan. So, you know, it's, it's uh, he's right about the pressure because that's the big thing is that he's kind of, you know, uh, Dan Olowski was talking about that too on the case show today where he was saying, Gordon, that, you know, everybody's expecting Aaron Rodgers to go be like throwing the ball, throwing the ball. But, oh, yeah, no. I don't, you know, I don't. It, it's, it's about running the ball. Mm-hmm. It's, about, it's about being able to, you know, kind of punish uh, what, ball, what, what uh, Buffalo's able to do because, Gordon, they, they have issues with, against the run. They've, they've had it for the past couple of seasons. Yeah. So, uh, and plus, you, you want to keep their offense off the field as much as – I mean, Absolutely. they still have a very powerful offense and um, – I know last season didn't end well for them, but they have as high expectations as the Jets have. Bills have them just, just as much. They if, do. If not more. If not more. Because their window is, uh, you know. Starting to close. Starting to shut just a little bit. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. He's Gordon Damer. I'm Larry Hardesty. It's ESPN New York Tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Taking your phone calls, 1-800-919-3776. Back to the phones we go. Tommy's in Connecticut. What's up, Tommy? Gentlemen, always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Hey, Tommy. So, uh, Larry, you uh, yes. you were talking about the 2000 Ravens, and um, honestly, I, I misremembered this too, but Ed Reed was not on that team. I thought now, granted, was. I tried to forget that game against the Giants because uh, – that there was nothing good about it. Mm-hmm. But it, it made me think that, I mean, I know it's apples to oranges, but that 2001 University of Miami defense was, has got to be up there. It's like, if you're going to rank all-time defenses, actually all-time rosters, if you, go, if you look down the list of all the people that were on that team that got drafted, it's literally insane. That was the to- that was around the time, Tommy, where if you were watching the NFL draft and it was one of the later rounds, but your team took a guy from Miami and you didn't even know who he was, you just thought, "Well, that's a good pick. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna turn out to be a good player." <laughs> I mean, imagine having they had Clinton Portis, Willis McGahee, and Frank Gore at the same time, mm. right? 
that's, that's, that's like, yeah, that's that's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, so uh, just you know, wanted to chime in on the discussion as far as all-time defenses. I think there was they did the thirty for thirty on them, and I forget what it was, but if their offense didn't score a single touchdown all year, they still would have been above five hundred. Yeah, that's, I'm that's sure how many defensive touchdowns they right. scored. Yeah, they, I, 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 I'll tell you this, Tommy. Thanks for the phone call. I I know they scored more than Dilfer. <laughs> they were right up there with them. It was yeah. neck and neck, Gordon. In terms of their running backs, they had Willis McGahee. They had Najee Davenport, who played in the NFL. They yeah. had Frank Gore. They had Clinton Portis. Mm. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good back. I think you can make that work. Uh, they had Andre Johnson was one of their wide receivers. On defense, they had Ed Reed. They had Entrell Roll. Uh, they had wow. Sean Taylor. Wow. <laughs> they had Philip Buchanan, who played in the league as well. Um I mean, they, they had a bunch of guys. Uh, they, they, they were an they, NFL team. Oh, they had Jeremy Shockey on that team as well. That's Forgot right. about him. They had Kellen Winslow on that team oh. as well. Bryant McKinney was one of their tackles. Man. Yeah, that, that, they, were, they were pretty well stacked. Yeah, that's a ringer. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. that, is a, that that's, that's a pretty decent roster. I, Gordon, I think you could win with that roster. You should. <laughs> you should. <laughs> could Urban Meyer win with that roster? <laughs> yeah i think I, I think he no. i think i think he could well at the college level he was great in the nfl oof. Oof, when those yeah, guys got to the nfl they weren't they weren't going to want to hear uh, no. urban myers no shrivels no yeah they were trying not to listen that's for no. sure uh buddha's in the bronx hey buddha hey what's going on guys you know i just want to say thank you to all the guys the callers whole screen is everybody who wished me a happy birthday. You know, it means a lot. Sometimes I might come off as a, like a wild, crazy fan or whatever, but I'm actually a very humble and every once in a while a sensitive guy. So, you know, that stuff meant a lot to me. I just wanted to reciprocate the love. Trey, I spoke to him for about two hours today. Wow. That's my brother. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, I was glad to hear Chris from Manhattan because I reached out to him earlier today. I was like, bro, where you been at, man? You've been missing an action. I haven't heard from you in... I don't know how long, you know, mm-hmm. this is one of the most promising jet seasons in a while. And look who called in. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, family is family. We all try to take care of each other. We laugh, Absolutely. we joke, we cry, we talk, you know, you know what. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we just live life. Yep. But, um, look, I'll just say that now pleasantries all aside. I'm so tired <laughs> of talking about this Jets. Just listen, I mean, God, just play the games. I mean, you know, Really, and this is what concerns me is, you know, when a build-up to something. You ever had, like, you had a party or you had an event and the build-up mm-hmm. was, was substantial? Yes. And then the event doesn't live up to the build-up? Yes. Yeah, that's my concern. That That's yeah. my concern. I mean, and um, look, like, like I said, you know, in the beginning of the season, defense obviously is ahead of schedule more so than the offense. But there's a caller who called you guys earlier. I, I disagree with him about the Yankees, about, look, you know, they might win 20 out of 25 and turn this thing around. <laughs> I forgot his name. I don't want to say uh, the wrong name. I think he was dead wrong about that. But he made a point that is valid. Garrett Wilson is a number one receiver. Lazard did drop a lot of passes in Green Bay. Uh, Nicole Hardman was always hurt with Kansas City. And Randall Cobb is, you know, he's the uncle. Uh, 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 of, of the quarterback room, you know, he he, he likes to mm-hmm. cheat when he plays dominoes. You know, he's always <laughs> reneging when he plays spades. I mean, you know, and he's got all the advice in the world, but he can't stay on the field. 
So between all three of those wide receivers, the Jets still don't have a number two receiver. And if Mike Evans did become available, I'd be interested in that because he might have been injured before. He's played four, five, six seasons in a row, had a lot of 100-catch seasons. That would not be a bad addition for, for the Jets. And you need to stay tuned to that because Tampa Bay Buccaneers could either have a decent season or a horrible season. And if they have a horrible season, I'm sure he'll be on the trading block. But now with the game tomorrow, an actual football game that is going to be played, yes. there's a game that's actually going to play. Yes. No talking no more, no nothing. I mean, Dan Campbell's toned his things down. You know, he's not Dan Cannibal anymore. He's not biting kneecaps and all this other stuff. He's actually turned into a, a, a very decent coach. And, and, and uh, I admire him, and I admire the way he inspires that team. Now, their offensive line is beastly. Sewell and those guys, those guys are all studs. So with Chris Jones not being there, this has the potential to be a high-scoring shootout game. I was still – you're going to bet anything. You're always going to bet on Mahomes. Like my man Wesley Snipes said in that Passions of 57, always bet on black. But, you know, it, it, you know, this has a chance to be a high-scoring affair, like I said, because the defenses are, are, are going to be ahead of schedule. So there are going to be some turnovers. Special teams early in the season are where you get your wild plays. And I have to give Jared Goff credit. I mean, you want to talk about – well, you were talking about the Zach Wilson stuff and, and, and how, you know, Salah didn't help him and all that. That's all well and true and everything. But there's something inside of certain athletes where they get torn down a peg. And you're going to find out about Russell Wilson this year too. Certain athletes, when they get torn down a peg, the way McVay tore down uh, Jared Goff, which was, I guess, it was the right thing to do because they won the Super Bowl, but – I felt like he deserved a little bit better than that. He had put up a lot of wins and a lot of numbers. For him to come back from that, and I remember when he first got there in Detroit, Dan Campbell's like, look, we need more from him. And you know what he did? He provided more. So all respect due. I, I love when somebody faces adversity, looks mm -hmm. adversity in the eye and says, let's do this. So I, I totally respect him. And my wife is saying a setback is the lead to a comeback. There, there you go. go. You're in the That's show, it. girl. All right, but you know, like I said, that's a big game tomorrow, and it's going to show us both something about both those teams. Because if Detroit wins that game or plays like equal to Kansas City, then I will believe that they're really going to win that division. I hear you, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call, uh, Gordon. I can't wait to see football tomorrow night for real. Yes. Oh, I'm so, I just can't wait. Yes. Uh, just to, we were talking about that Miami team. I went back yes. and looked. Mm -hmm. uh, now, not all, and obviously the year after the draft after, but they had. 17 guys on that 2001 team that went on to be first round picks. Wow. Not bad. Not bad. No, look, it'll be great to have a game to actually chew on for a change, right? Not not preseason, not uh, seven on sevens, not hypotheticals, an actual game. Not joint practice? No, no joint practice. <laughs> no 11 on 11s. No. Football. Actual football. Does uh, all right, some shekels. Fan duel. Chris Jones play tomorrow? I don't think so, no. You don't think they get the deal done? No, I don't think so. I think the best thing for Chris Jones is if they go out and lose tomorrow. Yeah, really? Then all of a sudden, I don't know that they have the, um, uh, the sense of urgency to get a yeah. deal done there. I'm sure there is a sense of urgency, but clearly mm -hmm. not enough. Yeah. The urgency is get Kelsey back. <laughs>
<laughs> That's the urgency the, right the now. The over-under for tomorrow night is 52-and-a-half, which I, I thought was a little low. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be higher than that. I, I would take the over. I would take the over. But, you know, but you know me. Any word on cover five? No, I have not heard. I have uh, I have peppered uh, John Winthrop. Uh, he, I think he is sending my calls direct to voicemail at this point <laughs> to find out if we have another round of cover five. All the hosts, right? All the hosts back again. Yeah, I don't. So I don't you know think that means. I don't think that that's going to happen. See so you know what that means? That means you are the all time champion. The all time cover five champion, Larry. That's it. All time. Forever. Ever. Forever. Ever. Forever. Ever. Forever. Ever. Yep. That's you. That's me. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. When we found out we were doing hard knocks, it was really cool because Robert like immediately like texted me. He's like, I don't want to show any players getting cut. And I'm like, brother, we see it the exact same way. Like, there's no way we're going to do that. Like, these kids put their heart and soul into this thing every day. And we're not going to, like, exploit, like, one of the worst moments in their life. Those are brutal conversations. And and having to to be the Turk on the show before, you just think about the players and you think about everything that they put in to this game and that they've lived and died for this moment for their whole life. And, like, yeah, we're going to protect that. Joe Douglas on the experience with Hard Knocks that ended last night, Gordon Damer, with uh, you know a couple of players finding out that they made the squad, which is always fun uh, to see that. And, uh, you know, as we mentioned, there were a couple of, uh, you know, the guys went out to watch a little Broadway play action, saw the Michael Jackson um, uh, play on Broadway, and, uh, you know, I'm still trying to figure out how they got in those seats. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, you know, that's Hard Knocks is now done. So... You know, we'll see how much of a toll it takes on this jet season. <laughs> the distractions and everything that hard knocks caused. We'll find out. For all the hoopla, it turned out to be just fine. I mean, they they yeah, got exactly. through it just fine. The thing was basically a love letter to the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. So yes. it, it all worked out. It did. And, it and did. I have no problem with the fact that they weren't going to focus on guys getting cut or anything like that. That's, uh, that's understandable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Kelvin's in Paramus. Kelvin, you're next on 98.7. Kelvin, you there? Hey, you can hear me? We yeah, got we got you. you now. Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. You got it. What uh, just you got? Wanted to see, hey, I just wanted to see what, uh, what you guys think the first possible trade uh, that maybe the Jets are looking into. I know uh, that was a rumor going around maybe Nick Bosa. But I thought he got signed today. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're getting Nick Bosa. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Cross that off the list, Kelvin. Yeah. Yeah, so no I was Nick. thinking, I mean, can you imagine this line maybe if they bring in uh, some guy like uh, Aaron Donald? Sure. <laughs> lining up next to Quentin Williams, going after quarterbacks. <laughs> it would be great. It would be a fabulous yeah. line, Kelvin. Thank, thanks for the phone call. You know, it, it's, it's interesting because Rich Samini was on Barton Hahn today, Gordon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, gave up some money for the team to make some more improvements. So That's true. the guys asked Samini, what did they think the next improvement was going to be that, uh, you know, the Jets would make? I do think they will be active, not now, but as the season goes on. I mean, the trading deadline, I believe, is right around Halloween. If the Jets are in contention, which I totally expect them to be, and they need a piece, and, and I'm thinking 
perhaps Mike Evans, you know, in, in uh, Tampa, mm. if he does not sign a contract extension before the start of the season and the Bucks fall out of contention, which I could totally see, I think he would be a guy that would be a good fit with the Jets if they're looking for a bigger type receiver to replace Corey Davis. There you go, Buddha. So that's where you might see the Mike Evans spot. And listen, for experience, my, my concern is this, Gordon, and you know me. If a guy's injured, as he gets older, there's the possibility that, you know, it could happen again. No question. Uh, so Mike Evans, though, is about as automatic a 1,000-yard receiver no as you're going to get. He's good. He's good. He's good. But no the, the Jets will not be the only team interested in him. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, he will be in a welcome addition. Can you imagine if he gets addition. traded to, like, the Chiefs? Oh. <laughs> and both of them will be always open. <laughs> yeah. Kelsey and Evans, always open. Which one am I going to this time? Which one? Which one? Oh. It is, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what else the Jets do. Because, Gordon, they got money. They do, but it's just not really the time to, to be making nope. improvements. Nope. No, that time not. has passed. There's, there's times to do these things, and, and that time has passed. Now, I get it. Maybe there will be a trade, and you would think the receiver would not be a hard transition to make. Mm-hmm. So maybe Mike Evans does get traded, but this is not really the time to be thinking about improvements. No. Aaron Donald not. and <laughs> Nick Bosa. <laughs> you know, but this is what I guess Jet fans are looking at because that's what they saw from what Tom Brady went to Tampa. They got Dalvin Cook. Yeah, they and, did. They've improved. Uh, yeah, they've improved. So, and and no Rodgers question. gave back that money, so maybe that yeah. money does get used to, 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 to do something. But mm-hmm. let's, get to, let's get to Monday night. Yeah. See, this is what happens when you have so much time to play before you play. This is what happens. You've got too much time to think. Too much time to think. Yeah, if there was ever a year for the Jets not to have the extra day, this would be the year. This would be the year. They should, they, 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 we wish they were on tomorrow night, Oh, <laughs> to, to be honest. Could you switch them to Thursday? <laughs> mm-hmm. Can we flex them back? Hi, Richard in Manhattan. You're next on 98.7. Larry Gordon. You know that Ravens team in 2000, they had the great kick returner. What was his name? Jamal Lewis? Jamal Lewis, yeah. And then they had the running back. Uh, I forgot his name. He was really good, too. Uh, that, uh, wait a sec. No, wait a sec. The, the running was back also- was Jamal Lewis. And the, uh, the kick returner was someone else. I just yeah, remember that last ones. game of the year, the Jets couldn't score. Vinny couldn't get the ball in. You remember that? They were frustrated. That's when we really knew that defense was great. They were great, though. But that's a good point. You know, late, the Bears in 85 had... Jermaine there, Lewis. Jermaine, Jermaine Lewis. That was the guy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had, those two guys were really good. They were probably the equivalent of Walter Payton that year. Those guys were that good offensively for... Baltimore, they were good, but uh, you know the '85 Bears had Peyton, well, Peyton, and the you know the, he, he was pretty good offensive player. Uh, yes, you know was. what the Yankees are doing is very exciting. You talk about miracles, uh, Gordon. Before I think this is miraculous, five straight. I never figured them to win a five straight at any point of the season <laughs> after. Right? It I felt mean, like if on. they were going to win five games the rest of the season, it would have been right. a miracle. Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought I they agree. may finish yeah. twenty below. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So this is kind of exciting. I can't close the book on it. At least they're not pulling the plug. Hal hasn't pulled the plug, unlike Steve Cohen, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, I'll go and, watch And him. could you imagine if the Yankees uh, – no, I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, it'd be unbelievable. Going, but if Even they if got they into the playoffs – Gordon, if they win tomorrow, they'll be too above. They'll be talking. Are you kidding? And then you're going into the Milwaukee series? 
Are you kidding? If they win tomorrow, this will be bigger than any tennis match. And maybe it'll take Rodgers off the back end now for a while and the Giants off. Jesus, this will be great. This will be great. So I, I won't put them to bed. They're kicking and trying. So five straight. Listen, that's something to watch. All right, uh, Richard, thanks for the phone call. Yeah. Gordon, it's, it's, it's scary. <laughs> it's scary. I, look, I, I know it's not. It's and when the Mets did what they did in selling off, everybody was on board because they weren't going anywhere. But, look, if the Yankees do, if they ever did make the playoffs, and, again, they're not going to. But if they ever did. Sure. That would be really embarrassing look for the Mets. Here they are. They just gave up on the season. And the Yankees, who looked deader than a doornail, got themselves off the mat and at least tried. Like, it's almost like in this day and age, fans will always tell you they hate tanking. But when their team does it, oh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. The Yankees did not tank. I thought that they should have sold off at the deadline because they weren't going anywhere. But yep. they didn't do that. And yep. They calling up these kids has given them a little spark. I don't know that it's going to last that much longer, but it has given us something to watch here the last week or so. And uh, once again, if you're a Yankee fan, thank you, Hal Steinbrenn, for saying to call these kids up. Yes. Thank you. What other what other moves would you like to make, Hal? Please, please, <laughs> you have the floor. Yes, you do. Yes. Let us know. Now, now, if it's extend Frankie Montas, then we're, no, that's we're okay. back. We're you're back in the bad books. Yeah, we're good. That's not what we want to see. No. Not what we want to see. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Well, Gordon, one of, some of the things we'll be talking about tomorrow on ESPN New York Tonight, of course, Kansas City and Detroit in Thursday Night Football. Fine. Can't wait to talk about that. Will yeah. Travis Kelsey play? Chris Jones? What's the, what's the situation mm-hmm. there? Mm-hmm. Uh, is is Detroit is Detroit for real, Gordon? This will be a big test. So we'll be talking about that. Can the Yankees continue this role? Will will they will they keep winning? Keep keep winning. Schedule, Gordon, kind of in their favor, just a little bit. It is. I, I will say favor. that the 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 schedule does seem in their favor. And since Michael the other day. Uh, I think that even though he was under the influence unknowingly of the Boubange walking around Manhattan, (laughs) and that's why it seemed plausible at the time. But the Yankees have won two games since the Boubange incident on the K show. Uh, Was that a blunt? This is going to gain traction now as long as they keep winning. Just know that as of this moment, right now in time, the Yankees' playoff odds are half a percent. Yes. Okay. But at least they're making it interesting. Yes, they yeah. are making now, it. It's, it certainly beats the way that it looked uh, yes. about a week oh, no ago. Question. A week no ago, question. it looked. Especially, especially going because we knew that nothing was going to change. Right. And, and, <laughs> and it felt like the team knew that nothing was going to change, and they looked dead as a doornail. They looked flat every single night, and now calling up these kids has given them a little energy. But that's what kids do, man. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. So you're not really surprised because, you know, like I said, they, they do that all the time. So that's going to be interesting. Obviously, uh, we'll continue to preview the uh, Jets and Giants. Uh, the Giants, well, the Giants are getting ready for the Sunday night matchup. The Jets, of course, Aaron Rodgers will speak tomorrow because they did not uh, have any practice today. They're on the Monday schedule. So tomorrow, Thursday, is their Wednesday. So we'll have more chit-chat coming out of the uh, Jets' Uh, locker room to see what's going on as they prepare for the Buffalo Bills. And we'll hear from some Bills as well. 
to see what's going on. The uh, Mets are headed to Minnesota. Gordon to face Sonny Gray and the Twins. Potential the American League Cy Young, Sonny Gray. Absolutely. Potentially. Potentially. He'll, he'll be when they do that show that they just drag on and on and on <laughs> on that MLB network. Yes. he will be one of the three people that they just waste a half hour of their lives. And no question about. But we all know who's going to win the award. Yep, this is true. This is true. So those are just some of the things we'll be talking about tomorrow. And listen, you you never know what else is going to come up. Oh, uh, we'll have company tomorrow night, Gordon Pat Ragazzo. Okay, who, yeah, uh, does a great job, job covering the Mets yeah. for SI.com. We'll pick his brain. What's what's going on with David Stearns? Is he coming? Is he not coming? That's what I wonder. What, what what's up? And why? And, and for me, why why is the general manager still keeping? Why is Apple still keeping his job? Of, of all the people who did a horrendous job this year, you'd have he's the GM who spent the most money, and the team never never fired. Nope. They were out of it by so much that they were they were giving guys away, paying salaries, but yet he's keeping his job. And I get it; he's gonna job. he's gonna he's gonna take orders from David Stearns, but I'm assuming he's gonna have some input. Yeah. And, and why is and, Stern, and why is Stearns bringing his own person? Yeah, like if if his only thing is to just take the orders of David Stearns, well, couldn't anybody do that? Yeah. Couldn't I do that? If you told me, hey, I'm you, you go do this, you go do that, <laughs> I, I could do that. I'm fantastic. Absolutely. You send me to the deli for sandwiches. I'm fantastic. I make sure it's mayo. It's not mustard if that's what you want. Yep. I'm great. We're well trained. We are well trained. We can I, do that I don't job. even go with the list. I put it all in my head, Larry. Nice. Look at that. Can't that's go in there with a list. It's, it's very emasculating walking around <laughs> with a list. It's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's not, not a good look. Well, then, I hate to tell you, my phone is in my hand from the time I walk in the store. Yeah, I, I sometimes like I mean like a paper list. If it's oh, in your no, phone, no, no, that's no, one thing. But a paper list, list walking around no, 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 no. in, in twenty twenty three, that's no, can't do it. Can't no, do it. you can't no, do it. No. I mean, they they'll they'll call the 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 old folks home for you. They just put you in there, right? I mean, it's a bad look. It's a bad. Look. It's an awful look. It is. Speaking it is. of a bad look, uh oh. I don't know if you saw this, but not uh, not tonight. Last night, the Rays had a game. Um, Against the Red Sox mm-hmm. Tuesday night. Oh no, it was this. Tu- it was Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. So this is Wednesday. I don't know what right. day it is, Larry. I apologize. I understand. Believe me. Larry Vanover was the home plate umpire. Uh oh. He missed a season high twenty nine calls behind the plate. What? Twenty nine calls behind the plate. It was the lowest rated game apparently of the season. Wow. It was an 8-6, 11-inning win for the Rays, but uh-huh. missed like uh, – uh, he, he finished the night with an 89% pitch accuracy. His called strike accuracy was 79%. That is 10% wow. below the league average. Wow. You and think it, you can do better? Here, put my processor in you. Maybe I can lend out the algorithm to call <laughs> balls and strikes. My calculations <laughs> say that was an eighth of an inch outside. Wow. So I saw today that there was a there was a kid. He's an eight year old kid. His name is mm-hmm. Lathan. I don't know his last name, but right. he wants to be the youngest umpire. Oh, okay. And my question to you is: Would you have a big Met game? I know this yes. is a hypothetical, but you have a mm-hmm. big Met game. Yes. You can either have the eight year old calling balls and strikes, mm-hmm. 
or you can have Angel Hernandez calling balls and strikes. Give me the eight-year-old. <laughs> it's not even a question. Not even close. I think that kid could, 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 could umpire right now. Yeah, absolutely. I take my chances. Absolutely. He can't be worse. No. He can't be worse. Angel Hernandez, it's almost, it's almost like a, he's trolling people. Like when he makes an emphatic <laughs> call and the team is, you know it's going to be wrong. Yeah. He doesn't care. Doesn't care. Doesn't care. It's amazing. Doesn't care. What a world. Gordon, did you see this uh, about the Duke quarterback, Riley Leonard? I don't think so. So, what, uh, Riley Leonard led his team to its biggest win sure. in a while. I did see that one of the win over Clemson. That was an amazing game. 28-7. Okay. After the game, Gordon, <laughs> he asks for an extension from his professor on his homework assignment. Uh-huh. Quoting Leonard, please let me turn in my homework late because it's due tonight. And he says this in a television interview following the win. Tuesday, the professor responds in a video. He says, quote, Wesley Williams and the other linemen that are in class, they said they prepared and did it ahead of time. So why didn't the quarterback prepare prepare ahead? So no way, man. No extension. Great win. I have to say I, I agree with the professor on this one. <laughs> you knew when it was due. Absolutely. You had the game. If you win the game, you lose the game. The, the work is still due at the same time. You knew you had the game. That's right. Other people in the class are also on the team. Yep. They got the work done in time. Yep. I, I'm sorry. I got to side with the professor on this one. <laughs> These quarterbacks. I was trying to get an edge. I, I mean, it's it's outrageous. <laughs> and and really, he just got sold out by his offensive line. He yes, might have he had a compelling case if nobody else was taking the right. class. Yep. Yep. No, no, no. No. Can't, you can't make exceptions. Just do the work. Exactly. You know, I don't. What, what do you do? We know what kind of class it was. Is uh, it like underwater basket weaving or something? No, I, I think it was a little more. <laughs> it was more. I think it might have been more serious than that. Let me see if it says what the class is. Uh, 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 uh. I have to look up. Um. Oh, he is Gordon, the Duke Sanford School of Public Policy. Okay. I don't know what that means. I gotta be. Honest. Uh, it means you should do your homework. <laughs> right, right. I mean, at the That's end of the means. day, you, you knew when it was due. You knew you had a game. The game did. It wasn't like the game got rescheduled. Nope. Right. If this was like a rain out and the game yes. got pushed back, a day, all right, maybe then. Maybe, maybe then. Maybe. Maybe then. But no, th th that wasn't the case. I, that, I think it's a bad job by the the offensive lineman to have already handed in the work. Well, here's what the offensive linemen know: they're not the quarterback. Right, they're not getting any breaks. <laughs> not getting any breaks. Mm -hmm. They got to get in. They they have run enough laps in practice, Gordon, to know. It's all we got to get our stuff done. We're not getting any breaks. And now and now, guess what? The quarterback knows too. Well, here's the thing: in in a sports context, you never want to leave points on the field. Nope, you don't. And he, by not turning his homework in on time, he left he left his grades to be hanging. 
Yeah, he left it hanging. And uh, and now he's going to have to uh, to pay the price for that. He is. He is. But I will say this. This will be the last time this happens. I guarantee you, going forward, he will get his work in early before time. Uh, I will also say at some other big-time football schools, that, that professor, I hope he has tenure. Because <laughs> if, he, if he did that at some, some other schools... All of a sudden, Listen, he might he might have a little note in his in his in his locker or something. That's no, no. Uh, you, you give them whatever they need. Forget now, other, you know how much money we're going to make over the, after that one against Clemson. Gordon, forget other schools. If this is the Duke basketball program, oh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this was the football program. Mm-hmm. If this was if this was the basketball program and Coach K was still there, mm-hmm. no, no, it, it would have been rescheduled. Now the, the, the now, teacher would have been writing a note to the quarterback to <laughs> get per, per, permission to accept the work, whatever you want to do. Yes, and and they would not have had to. He would not have had to do it on the TV interview. It would have been understood. Oh, absolutely. It would have been understood from the beginning. Right. Of course, Gordon, my friend. Another three hours in the book. Have a be good on the radio tomorrow. See you tomorrow night. Sounds good, Larry. All right, that wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Once again, we'll be on the air at 9 o'clock. That's our new time, 9 o'clock following Dan Grasa. Joe, Harvey, thank you very much. Conversation continues on 98.7 ESPN New York.